I think only in England you hear fight, fight, fight. It's a, it's a playground term that's uh, managed to find its way into League of Legends Wembley Arena, which is impressive in itself. Uh, we'll see how this works out. Again, vision. It's all vision from Rocket. Honestly, though, you have played the game for a long time. Don't you have anything else to do with your time? Gaming Blues Podcast. This is episode 19 of the Gaming Blues Podcast. This is the solo podcast where I talk about various things in the esports industry. This podcast is available on major podcast platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and others. Search Gaming Blues Podcast on your favorite podcast search engine and give us a follow and leave a review and tell us what we can improve on for future content. So two things I want to talk about in this episode is one, cheering slash chants in esporting events and B, trash talking in esports. The first topic came to mind when I watched Richard, Richard Lewis's video on soundproof boosts at CSGO events or various esports events. And one of the topics or one of the things he talked about was how there is a lack of creative chance from supporters during esports events. He stated that usually it's let's go insert team and that's like the go-to chance for most of the fans. And he's, he also stated that if you look at different soccer teams, they have various creative chants. And if you look at various other sporting events in different countries, for example, if you look at the Korean and Japanese baseball leagues, the supporters have unique songs for various players to sing when they come up to bat. That's how crazy their fandom is and that's how creative they are. To this point, I do agree with Richard that I'm not sure what region it's limited to, but it seems like even if you look at NALCS or LEC to some degree, the chants are very stale in a way. They're usually, as Richard said, it's let's go insert team. Now, this isn't really a shot against the NA fans, but I think I do kind of understand why the chants are stale and they just resort to let's go whatever. It's because that depending on which esports game you look at, it's kind of hard to find the right timing to do a chant. And it's kind of hard to, you know, come up with a chant they can just insert quickly, like get in and get out kind of stuff. Let's take League of Legends, for example. You're not really going to sing from like the get-go. Let's say you, you start doing the chant from like the lading phase until something happens. No. Usually things are quiet. You wait for the buildup. And I think the most viable time would be it escalates to a point where you have a gigantic team fight, possibly around an objective. And whoever wins a team fight, or let's say takes a Baron, then that will be one of the examples where you could do like a team chat. Or if there's like a successful gank that happened, then you can maybe sing a little jingle or like a chant for the jungler who did a successful gank. It might be hard to find the timing, but I think people can be creative enough or maybe not, who knows. Like after 10 years, you still don't have unique chants for players or teams. But I think if they really put their mind to it, 
I think they can come up with some creative chants. Like some of these chants you hear from soccer. Like one chant that Richard gave an example was it was based on a fat guy eating pie at a sporting event, and that's how one of the chants became to be. Like things like that. Like it, it can come from anywhere. They just have to put their mind to it. Now I'm not saying I should like, you know, I have any great ideas, but I don't because I don't really. I'm not like a cheerful person during sporting events. I'm mostly like. An enthusiastic jeer, if anything, at sporting events. It's more fun to boo than cheer, in my opinion. Now that being said, you see great examples of like creative chants do happening in esports scenes. Well, not really creative, but you see signs of people trying to do their role as supporters in esports events. The first historic example I can think of. Is every LCK game, the like the casters kind of do have this like little pause before they start commentating, to allow the different supporters to ch- do a little chant for the team before the like the game starts. They even have a formal agreement between like the two cheering squads to like agree like who who chants first. Like there's a literal etiquette. That's why you never hear the two cheering squads like clash with each other. They always take turns. Like for example, it goes like one, two, three, SKT fighting, or like, and then immediately after, like one, two, three, KT, let's go, or things like that. Solo lane's very exciting to start off the telecom war. Both of our Telecom War teams, the fans coming out in full force. It is a packed house here today at Lowell Park. Like, I don't know why you don't see those in like different other regions. I'm pretty sure you see them in LPL, but I think in the most part, NLCS, it's usually I think like not from the supporters、uh, directly. It's usually like the MC or the host, kind of like kind of engaging the supporters to cheer for the team, like. Who here want he likes cheering for TSM to take it all like wow wow like that's great and all but I think it would I would be more interested in the supporters actually engaging in these chants themselves rather than being told to cheer. At that point, it's just like that. I think it was Bush Junior is like please clap when he was like done making his point. Another great example in esports that I saw in terms of a great cheering squad slash supporters. Supporting the teams is actually from the Overwatch League. The first inaugural season where they have they try to create kind of like the El Clasico style, like、um, you know the regional rivalry between the teams. And I think the best one was between the LA Gladiators and the LA Valiant, <clears throat> two LA teams where they actually played at their home stage, which was. Uh, the Blizzard Arena, not really their home team, but they're both in LA, so you get my point. And that match was a great sight to behold in terms of the audience section. If you ever been to a European soccer match or even、um, Italian、uh, Bundesliga,、uh, La Liga, and whatnot, you will find that they kind of divvy up. Or they reserve a certain section of the stadium to the supporters exclusively. <clears throat> they put them there 
because they know they allow the supporters to cheer however loud they want, however they want, as long as you stay in those isolated areas, like everyone's dandy. Like the supporters know that fact, and the stadium, like ticket sellers, know that, and that way, they can keep the passion of the fans without resorting to, you know, internal violence within the stadium. I remember one time my friends, uh, my Korean friends, went to I think a Barcelona game, FC Barcelona, and they accidentally bought tickets for the supporter section. Now these supporters section can be super rowdy, and they're so passionate that they literally stand for ninety minutes during a soccer game. I mean, it might not be long to some people, but still, like standing up and cheering the entire time, like that's some dedication. And obviously, my friends were not local supporters or like hardcore supporters in a way, and they actually got relocated for free. Out of courtesy, because they didn't not not know that it was like for supporters. Now going back to Overwatch, they actually smartly divvied up the cheering, like the audience seating, to two different areas: one for Valiant and one for Gladiators. And if you watch the game from above, or when the camera kind of show the Blizzard Arena from like a part, like a top-down view, you can there is like literally a block green and block of purple. Like cheering, and that was really great to see. And they had their own chants, like all the. I'm not sure whose idea what that was. I think it maybe was like the producer's idea to come. With like each team should come up with like kind of like a hashtag or like a short blur people can chant. So they don't always have to go like let's go Valiant, let's go or like let's go Gladiators. Like Valiant had like wings out, which is kind of dumb in my opinion. But who? What do I know? And the Gladiators had shields up. Which I think is way better. And during the Battle of LA, which the first, very first one was a very hype match. Like all you hear from the crowd is like wings out and shields up. And like that might be annoying to some people, but that is <clears throat> what you should see in a competitive sporting match. Like the sound of the crowd should drown out anything else. And that's how that's like kind of like builds up the intensity and builds up the atmosphere in the room. Like I've been to a Overwatch League match for work, and and like as they say, like going to see an like esports event in person is way different than seeing it from like a Twitch screen. Like you don't get that intensity from the crowd, and you don't get that atmosphere, like the tension created by these fans, like ro- like cheering and like roaring on. And that gets you know pe- like uh, non-supporters, like people who are just there to see the games, like be more engaged in the game, because you kind of get swept up by their passion, and you get swept up by like, you know, I don't want to say spirit. That's kind of lame. Like, um, their energy per se, and that gets that makes the experience more enjoyable in a way. Like one of the things afforded by going to an actual being like a live audience is that you can actually cheer for them loudly, and there be other people cheering with you, and that kind of creates that sense of community, and that's a great thing about sports where you get to be part of this group of people, and it doesn't matter where you come from or what language you speak or whatever, 
you're unified this through this um like this shared like interest slash passion for the sport and i think that's one of the reasons why people watch sports because of the community aside for seeing sick plays and you know seeing high level play like that's probably number one why people watch competitive things but for me it's always enjoyable seeing like the fans doing their things and that's what makes esports interesting to me in a way at the same time i think that one of the reasons why like these passionate cheering might not be as prevalent in north america and kind of leads up into my second topic is that people get offended easily no not offended people get annoyed easily from what i can see i remember two instances of this the more popular instance is sometimes where the fans can be very passionate and they yell from the top of their lungs to a point where it kind of sounds like screeching when certain plays are happening and since they always sit up front it's very audible and picked up by the mics and as richard lewis said during his video if you paid for the ticket you have every right to do whatever you want as long as you're not obstructing the game and not making and this is my my thoughts added on is like as long as you're not doing any racist things or bigotry things you can do whatever you want within your right as a paid customer and a fan but some people might not take light to that because i pay i also paid money and why should i be distracted and taken out of the experience immersion because you decide to scream from the top of your lungs in high pitch whenever something happens now i'm not saying this is annoying like it does get annoying but at the same time you know it's your way of reacting to it so what who am i to say that you should not react the way you are and that's not that's not my right like i have no right to tell people to like stop screaming like that's not how it works like fans can do whatever they want if you don't like it then too bad you picked a bad day to come i guess another example i remember is like every time a ward gets cleared or a ward gets destroyed they cheer loudly yay like by all means do that like that's that's a good way but some people found that very annoying because as if it if it annoys them on a personal level because like they don't understand why they would be doing that or if it just annoys them on a personal level then it's just wrong again going back to the fact that if you're a paid paying customer you have every right to do whatever you want as long as you don't make an ass of yourself and or you obstruct the game but things are different now if it seems that back when we started where there seems to be a more restrictions on a social level on what people can or cannot do and this also has reached to a point where players have to watch what they sh- what they say in and outside of the broadcast because we have reached the point in a sports where sponsorships are very important and keeping the image of the team you are representing and the sponsors you are representing is a crucial role and responsibility of a player to take on and if you make a social media blunder of sorts 
like quote unquote you said you said something you shouldn't have like you may find this player or you said some like racially sensitive comment that means the basically twitter has the ammo and reddit has the ammo to bring that player down to the lowest point possible which creates a bad image for the sponsor and bad image for the team which needs to be addressed and i think this is one of the reasons where so not where one of the reasons why trash talking has become basically non-existent in esports other than like gears of war and call of duty because because <laughs> if you if you look at those esports like holy shit some of the banter they get into is because they literally play across from each other from like during some of the land events and they go ham dude to a point where I saw some visit, they literally just say fuck you to each other over and over. Like, come at me kind of thing. Which I think is awesome because I'm just an outsider watching those things. But, like, damn, it must be, like, so much attention in there if you actually go see it live. I also understand that some of the more famous players, whether they realize or not, they probably do. Because I'm, I'm pretty sure their team managers kind of, like, kind of teaches them, like, the importance of keeping, like, a social image on social media and the influence they have on them because the thousands of people that follow them especially i would say like teenagers or like young kids they are very impressionable and that's why you see kids saying like pock champ in real life and whatnot basically they look up to these esports players as you know role models and they will behave in the way they do and if they decide to use Suggested words against players where it might seem as trash talking. It might not translate exactly when the other kids use it. So basically, esports players have become rap stars back in like when Eminem was famous, where he became super controversial because he was saying things and kids were imitating him, which made the parents and other adults very upset. Upset. So because of this, esports players have become super kind of adamant about what they say. And you barely don't see much trash talking anymore. And if they if you do see trash talking, there's a lot of outrage. It's like, why are you acting this way? Why are you so toxic? Like, I don't know why people wanted to keep esports. Like, they kind of restrict what people want to say. And I think that's the one of the reasons why I love, like, summoning inside as a podcast. Because they say whatever the hell they want. And they criticize and make, you know, banter about whatever they, whoever they want. And that's way more interesting than, you know, like different content creators, not content creators, like different like productions trying to like make everything PG-13 and everything needs to be peaceful. Like, like sometimes they would call like players out for performing badly, but majority of the time they try to keep that on the down low. Um, Sometimes they would do call out a player if they want to push the narrative on that player like if they need kind of material like source material to push for like an upcoming like big match they want people to tune in like oh this player has been in a slump for like how long he sucks now compared to before like can he redeem himself in this week's match between whatever team whatever team like loosen up a bit man like you know how fun it was when well two things like back when double lift was trash talking all the time like at the time, I I kind of like hated Double Lift for that, or not hated, but like I kind of didn't like him. I was like, oh, who's like who's this cocky little kid? 
But looking back at it now, after kind of like aged a bit, that shit was hilarious. Like I kind of wish the double lift would do that more all the time. I even wrote an article uh, back when I actually wrote stuff. God bless Gold Pretend. <laughs> and I wrote about how the LCS needed a, like a villain. Like they needed someone to hate because everything was super peaceful and it was boring and none of the players had like personality at that point. Like they're just League of Legends playing robots. Like trash talking does not necessarily have to be all bad. Like it creates conversation amongst the players and orgs. And you see like the org org um, CEOs like argue all the time on Twitter. Like Steve Arn said, um, Jack Etienne, um, Reginald, he used to, but he doesn't really do that much anymore. And whoever like the G, like Carlos from G2. Like hearing those guys go back, like bicker with each other on Twitter, it's hilarious. And if the players did that more, it would be more engaging. But no, like social influence, social impact, you know, impressionable kids, sponsors, gotta keep a leash on it. Occasionally, Double Lift will call things out. I think that like the most trash, it's not even trash talking, the most banter was seen on Twitter is like Jensen calling his group free during Worlds and they didn't make it out of groups. Like, that's funny to see. And that's not even, like, trash-talking in a way. It's just him saying, like, oh, this group is free. Wah, wah. Like, that's not trash-talking. Trash-talking would be... Well, I mean, go look at, like, a UFC match, I guess. Like, the pre-interviews. Because Conor McGregor back in the day... Like, that's a good trash-talk, I think. A good trash-talk will evoke emotion from the audience and a reaction from the opposing guy who's getting trash-talked to. Because it riles the people, riles riles the people up, on an emotional level. Like you either love it or you hate it, and it creates this anticipation, because you either want this guy who trash talked to succeed or fail, and that kind of makes people want to tune in and watch the games. Trash talking can be, when used effectively, be a good marketing tool. Look at LCK back when they did like the whole. Like trash talking sequence. Like this example gets brought up all the time when we talk about trash talking. SKT SKT T1 versus uh, Samsung White trash talking sequence. The whole Imp versus Piglet sequence was hilarious. Like more things like that. But no, we're all about. I mean, what I'm what I'm saying is has been repeated by veterans in the scene, I should say. And it's been we're in ten years of the League of Legends lifespan and things haven't changed so maybe this year would be it please bring back trash talking in some way or form like it's a competitive game there should be some trash talking or banter throwing around trash talking is a marketing tool but at the same time it's also used to break down the morale of the uh, like opposing team because if your team isn't like thick skinned enough it can literally be like the battle will be won before the game is even played but no everyone needs to be like kumbaya and shit like this is another aspect where you can take notes from like professional sports. Now, some of the people in the community is like, "Oh, like we don't want to be like sports. Like esports is its own thing." Like fair enough. Esports should be its own thing, and we shouldn't try to be like tra- traditional sports like all the time. But trash talking and banter thrown around in support in traditional sports. Not even like by the players, 
but by the supporters themselves is fucking hilarious. Listen to the following. What do you think of Tornas? What do you think of shit? Thank you! That's alright! We ain't talking! This is a famous chant created by fans of Arsenal Gunners, a, well, I'm just going to say a prestige European football team aimed at Tottenham Hotspur, another prestigious and pop um, renowned uh, European soccer team, and they're the local city rivals. And this chant is universal and transformative in a way where they actually have used it in esports. This has been used, I think, for a Call of Duty League. Finally, what would you like to say to this crowd? I'd just like to say, I've got one question and one question only. What do we think of LG? Shit! What do we think of shit? LG! Thank you. Thank you so much, Tommy, for those wise words. For now, I'm going to hand you off to Clint and Joe to get this match started. All right. Thank you, Jess. Thank you, Tommy. Uh, we've just been hanging out can you imagine if they did that at like an lcs event before the game started that would be freaking hilarious like what do you think of tsm shit what do you think of shit tsm like things like that it's like it's fun maybe not for the kids but it's still fun in a way like we reached a point where bud light is the official sponsor of freaking league of legends i think we have reached a point where we can kind of do this kind of like trash talking and banter. I say even trash talking, just like just mild banter, but like we can also sing a song, like a jeering song for the opposing team when they lost. But now, gotta do handshakes. Gotta do handshakes, man. Hey, good game. Gotta do handshakes. Whoop de doo. Maybe, maybe I'm kind of too like weird in a way where I just wanna see like conflict all the time and kind of see want to see like trash talking and banter it, like i it would make things way more interesting to watch personally i would tune in just to hear what the players are like kind of trash talking about this week rather than the actual games themselves and it feels like well other than call of duty because i'm actually looking forward to what call of duty league does because uh, the gears of war scene and the call of duty league scene is famous for on-site trash-talking and banter. I am actually legit interested to see if Blizzard will tone down, or Activision Blizzard will make players tone down the trash-talk and kind of keep it the way to promote, promote like this fair play and love and kumbaya and whatnot in esports. Because I know the fan wouldn't. I bet you the fans will get really extreme to a point where I I hope they come up with like different chants, different songs for cheering and jeering. This is why I think Europe is considered a more, I think, exciting scene in terms of esports because they're used to cheering. Like they, they have a history of from different sporting events on how to cheer. And they have like all these like source inspirations to pull from. That's why the League of Legends final when it was held in Paris was still considered as 
one of the best fan interaction because the the fran- French fans were super passionate. They're singing all the time, like reacting to every play, like they were super engaged. And that energy, again, I said before, that kind of like sucks you in and it makes you more engaged in what you're experiencing. I mean, why do you think we have color commentators like who yell all the time and like kind of like react in a more, I guess, colorful ways? Because that kind of excitement, whether you realize it or not, is contagious. So I think to wrap this up is that I think you should let fans be fans while still putting restrictions on what they should or should not do. Like this is kind of contradicting on what I said like, in like the entire half an hour. But as long as they're not doing, again, like obstructing the game, like interrupting the game or making like racist, bigotry or like different like comments, they should be allowed to trash talk. That should be allowed to throw banter. That should be allowed to sing, jeer, whatever. They are allowed to as a paying customer. This also goes for the players. Yes, keeping a social profile and social influence and like social imagery is very important, especially for like Asian players, where if you piss off the wrong person, you can get sued for defamation and all that fun stuff. But I think restricting them from doing so and keeping humble all the time is very boring in a way. Like I want people to players to have a personality. Like I know they're good because they're pros. Obviously, they're gonna be good because they're pros. But I want the human interest, human side of esports, to be more brought out to the forefront, and not being held back because SJWs or whatnot and Twitter gets pissed off every now and then. Competitive gaming, even when enjoyed from your home, like trash talking and banter, and throwing out "sit the fuck down" or like "get the fuck out of here," things like that. Are natural part of gaming, in my opinion. I don't know why that should not be part of esports as well. Maybe I'm talking to a deaf crowd, or I'm singing to the choir. What's the phrase? Preaching to the choir. That's it. Is that right? I don't know. Um, English is hard. As we as esports grows and we find new ways to improve the overall experience, I think we should also find. A compromise or ways that we can keep the human element in and outside of the game to be more prevalent to create a better esports experience. I am pretty sure I'm not the only one that thinks this. If I am, then hooray, I'm a minority. But it is too stale. Maybe because I'm only watching League of Legends. Maybe I should go watch CS:GO. Maybe that's where all the trash talking and banter is. I don't know. But all I know is, if freaking Overwatch League can create a great supporter experience, and if Call of Duty and Gears of War can allow players to shout, banter, and trash talk to each other, I don't see why League of Legends cannot. The audience has grown up, in my opinion. And so have the players. So why are we acting like they're children and trying to protect them from, like, things? I don't know. I would love to hear like solutions to this. Well, I'm not even sure if you can count this as a problem. My hope is that Monty and Thorin 
keep doing what they do to a point where we just start people will start expressing themselves more because look at Monty and Thorin their content is super hilarious and super engaging and you know why because they don't really censor themselves and that's where I will end that thank you for listening a bit a bit shorter episode I will come back with another episode next week uh, it will be likely a double podcast well not double but the normal dual podcast with Darren and then I think alternating between general video game news and esports topics I think it's a good way for me to go because it also gives Darren a time to do his own stuff as always this podcast is available on major podcast platforms including Spotify Google Play and Apple Music Search Gaming Blues Podcast on your favorite search engine. Subscribe to us. Follow us. Leave us a comment. What can I improve on? What topics would you like me to discuss and all that fun stuff? Any inquiries can go to lastbluestv at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, viewers. I will see you in the next episode of the Gaming Blues Podcast. See ya.